Boys and Girls Two Shot Cast Episode 198. Yeah, let's go with that. Ever, ever so creepily getting to Shotcast 200. I can't wait. Joining me today, Mr. Ryan Meisler. How are you? Uh, I'm good, uh, except for being distracted by all the uh, you know 75% offs and 80% offs and 90% offs that are on the Steam Holiday Sale right now. So you know, but other than that, I'm good. Yeah, the trick is I already did my Christmas shopping, so I have no money, so I can just look at this page and nothing will happen because I can't afford it. And I, of course, and Georgie Menez, we're both staff writers from DualShockers.com, and we're going to talk about video games and, and things involving video games, and and, and, and Ryan's going to tell you what video games came out. Ryan, apparently games came out this week. What, what happened? Ex- explain to me this new release idea. <laughs> Uh, new, so new releases are when there are video games and they come out on a certain day of the week and you get, you know, brace for it, new video games. Does, does that shock you? Does that shock you at all? No. So basically we're getting <laughs> anyway. a re- is, is anything being remastered being re-released? Uh, is, that, is that a new video game? Can I do that? Uh, I don't know. But anyway, um, so should I go off the list of uh, December 14th to the 21st or 21st to the 28th? You know what? Do the do Christmas week, man. Do Christmas week? Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll quickly go. Th- I'll go through both, just so that way we can <laughs> everything. So, because it's not it's not a terribly long list. So, uh, so first we have uh, for the 14th to the 21st we had Killer Instinct, the complete bundle for uh, Xbox One. Yeah, buddy. Um, and then we have Sun Age Battle for Elysium on PC through Steam, Lisa for PC, God's Rush for uh, iOS, Loadout for PS4, which is the new uh, free-to-play game. Uh, Guilty. <laughs> Okay, Guilty Gear Xrd Sign. I have no idea how to say that title at all. Zerd. Like, I Zerd? I, I don't even know. Anyway, uh, so we have Elite Dangerous on PC. The King of Fighters 98 Ultimate Match Final Edition. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots. That's the uh, digital download version on PSN for PS3. Uh, Oddworld Munch's Odyssey HD for PSN. Uh, Super, Mega, Super Mega Baseball for PS4 and PS3. Uh, Tetris Ultimate for PS4, Kalimba for Xbox One, uh, which is previously known as Project Totem, uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes for PC through Steam, uh, Meme Run for Wii U, that's an awesome name, uh, <laughs> block, block Drop block drop Cross Twisted Fusion for Wii U, uh, Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater 3D for uh, 3DS eShop, a lot of Metal Gear this week, um, yeah, Natsume, <coughs> Natsume Championship Wrestling for Wii U, uh, and then for the 21st and the 28th, we have Resogun on PS, PSN and PS3. So I guess, I, I didn't know it was coming to PS3. But anyway, uh, Trine en- Enchanted Edition for PS4. Broken Sword 5, The Serpent's Curse, Episode 2 for PSN. Field Runners 2 for PSN. Shake, Shake Spears for PS3, another good name. Uh, Switch Galaxy Ultra for PS4 and PSN. Uh, F, A Fairy Tale of the Two for PC. <laughs> I, I can't pronounce half these games. Uh, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse for Wii U. And Duck Hunt for Wii U. There is nothing on this list I actually want to play. <laughs> um, Outside of maybe Elite Dangerous or like Killer Instinct, but... I did actually just get... I got Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes from Amazon for like 10 bucks for the PS4 version. So I'll go with that and just call that the PC version since I'm okay. going to play that anyway. So. You know, that works. There, there, there are no rules to new releases, right? Yeah. It, or, it, it, uh, is a, it is a game with no winner. 
Yeah, or uh, Kalimba also is, is a pretty cool game. I checked that out at uh, PAX East uh, this year, which it was pretty cool, a cool little like puzzle game for Xbox One. So yeah. check that. Out. I think it, I think it's safe to say that like we're at the time of year where like games are done coming out. Like uh, the Star Wars game came out a few weeks ago. The the, the expansion, the the Rise of Revan or Fall of Revan. Uh, yeah. Wow, thing came out. Like I think all the big box triple A titles of they've 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 the, stopped. The, the, we're getting all the, indie games and stuff like that coming out. The crew came out, you know. That's yeah. But other than that, we're we're pretty much past that point now. So. Oh, man, I'll, I'll I'll tell you about the crew in a second. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we we we've, we've been playing games. I'm Ryan. I'm happy to hear that you've you've finally gotten through Far Cry Four. I tell did. Me, as of... just as magical at the end as it is in the beginning. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I actually I actually just finished it probably within the last like hour or two before we were recording. So I was very happy <laughs> to find. I actually I have a couple more missions at the finish. Like I have to finish the uh, Shangri La missions, which are, are really cool. Those are like some of the really trippy parts of the game. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed it. Uh, without spoiling anything, I wasn't a fan of the ending. It just it has a very very abrupt ending, and I just kind of felt like oh that's it. Like it just ends, but. I, don't know. I mean, is, anyway. there resol- is there a resolution to was it Ajay Gali's story and Pog and, and Pig and Min? Like, is there like, a clear, like it's over, or is it just kind of like there might be room for more? Like, yay! Yeah, it, it doesn't really feel like either. It just feels like a very <laughs> weird, like short stop. Like, oh well, now you can just go back and finish whatever missions you didn't do in the main campaign. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but other than that, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, you know, coming from really enjoying Far Cry 3, like, if you really mm. love Far Cry 3, then you will really like Far Cry 4, because it, that's, like, the strongest, it's, like, it's its biggest strength and its biggest weakness is that, like, you know, it, it keeps all those gameplay hooks that Far Cry 3 had and just expands on them and makes them even better. Yeah, which is climb, great because... yeah even down to, like, the climbing of the tower and that unlocks right. more things to do, but, like, I found that there was only, like, as much as I really liked the side missions, I felt like I just kept doing a lot of the same type of side missions, like those hostage rescues yeah. or those uh, supply runs. You know, fun as they are, but like I said, I'm only maybe four or five hours into it where I'm still enjoying that. I, is there yeah. more of that same going going towards the end of the game? <laughs> I, I mean, throughout the game, it is pretty much, you know, that cycle of, like, okay, go to Bell Towers to uncover a new area of the map, and then, you know, go liberate more outposts, or if you get adventurous, you can go do the fortresses, which are, like, the super outposts, mm-hmm. uh, which are pretty cool, um, you know. So I think it doesn't really change in that respect, um, but the a lot of the missions and the set pieces are really cool. There are some really, really awesome, like, action set pieces, and because just because of, like, how Far Cry is so, like, unpredictable and you don't know what happens, mm. um, you know, that that's, that's, like, the biggest draw to the game for me, like, especially, like, I was doing one mission where I had to kill all these, like, snipers in this one area, and I killed five, I had to kill six of them, so I killed five of them, and all of a sudden, I started walking over toward the building, the sixth sniper, he just... Walked off a bu- he walked off a building by accident and just killed himself. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> just, all of a sudden, I just saw him fall, scream, and then die. And I was like, oh, okay. So he did the work for me. Um, One of my favorite so, things to do have been the uh, you, you get the you get the live bait, so you can throw like a piece of meat out there, and yeah, whatever yeah. life is in the area is just gonna come barging in. So I you yeah, know it's it's I, I just also thinking a bunch of like just tigers came out of nowhere and started eating <laughs> yeah. people. I'm like this is kind of cool. Yeah, or, it was. I guess cool. the bears. The bears seem completely unstoppable. Oh yeah, the bears are. That I was gonna say. That's that's great. I did a couple missions where I was in an area with a ton of bears. So I would just go into an outpost and just throw a bunch of bait in there, and just an army of bears would just like fly <laughs> into the base, and like you know the guys would be like bears, bears. I don't know. I wish I could do it with eagles though, because apparently eagles are like everyone's afraid of them in the game, because everyone in the game now is like. <laughs> 
They're horrifying. And you see every like, time all the NPCs freak the fuck out when an eagle is around. <laughs> they every, just start shooting. They just run into things. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I'm like, the every eagles time, aren't doing anything. Every every time I drove past an NPC, I felt like 90% of the time I would drive past and they would be like, look, eagle! And they would be like, just like wait, unloading on this eagle flying in the air. It's the funniest thing. But And like, I've had an eagle do like the full like dive at me where I'm just kind of like, oh crap! And then you kill it, and it just came up short. But there were times where, like, I would miss completely, and it just starts pecking away at you, and, like, I can't believe I'm having harder times with a bird than I am with just armed army guys. I know, yeah. Or even, like, the honey badger. Like, in the beginning of the game, the honey badger is like, well, I mean, the honey honey badger don't care, obviously, but, like, you know, but also, like, I remember I shot a honey badger, like, three times in the face with my bow and arrow, still trying to attack me, and I was like, what the hell? Like, they're just unstoppable, so... Honey badger. That's Far Cry equals scary honey badger. I know, yeah, but um, but yeah, overall, like, I really enjoyed the game. I just feel like the story and the is really the weakest part of the game because hmm. you know it has great characters. Like, it has like you know Pagan Min is a great character, and even like Amida and Sabal, like you know, um, you know, even though like the decision making in it kind of does is pretty like typical, like you know, oh, choose the you know, yeah, you have it's to very do binary. The other. It's it's, it's but, you do him and it pisses off this person. You do this and it pisses off the other person. But right. Other than that, it, it doesn't, doesn't really change outside of a couple of dialogue lines being like, oh, you should have yeah. done this instead. I mean, the, I mean, the good thing about that was like between, um, you know, so for those that haven't played the game, you basically you have these two NPC characters where you have to kind of side with one of them at certain points in the game. So you you have like missions where you have to choose one or the other, and then you know your mission changes based on what that outcome. Um, you know, but I liked how like at least with Amita and Sabal's mission, like neither of them was really like you know the good one or the bad one. Like both mm-hmm. of their missions had like you know shades of gray. So. You know, whether it was, like, Amita telling you, like, burn down this one temple or something like that. Or, like, you know, Sabal trying to, like, preserve karate culture, but also, you know, like, doing, like, you know, know, degrading women and things like that. So, like, you know, there were, like, a bunch of interesting things that needed, so it wasn't like, okay, so neither of them is, like, the good one or the bad one. It's just, you know, whoever you decide to choose with. So, I think I liked that. But, um, yeah, overall the story, I wasn't really... And also, because was just, like, not an interesting character. Yeah, he was... he, he, he's super dull. But, I mean, the game itself, I, I think, because there's just so many different things to do at any given yeah. moment, because it's like, you can come in for 15 minutes and just do some things and still feel like you got something done. Or if you yeah. want to do the, the full, long stretch, you're like, yeah, this game could keep you busy. I'm just hoping that for the next Far Cry... It, could, it just kind of deviates a little bit from the formula because, like I said, this and we joked about it last week, like this really yeah. does feel like a Far Cry 3.5. But it's not bad because, you know, the, that, I'm not I'm not right. fed up it's with still, that gameplay just yet. It's, it still does everything that I loved about Far Cry 3, which is great, and then improves on it as well. But again, like like you said, like if Far Cry 5 is Far Cry 4.5, then I will have issues because, you know... And, and even more so because, you know because Ubisoft's games have had so much crossover between each other, like Assassin's Creed and Far Cry and Watch Dogs have all mm. had very similar gameplay hooks, where it's like, okay, even, go find this even, tower. Even, and then, even like, the crew. The crew is, you, you, you drive up to these satellite uplinks that unlock a part of the map that lets you fast travel to any of the missions within that map, right. within what you just unlock. And I'm like, this is very... They're going hard with this Ubisoft formula of get to a quote-unquote tower and unlock some things. And I'm like, yeah, your car's not going to climb a tower, but it's it's a essentially doing the same thing as climbing a tower. So right. I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe all the games take place in the same... Wouldn't that be cool if all the games just took place in the same <laughs> universe? It would be pretty awesome. It's like, you know, at the end of Far Cry 4, there's, like, a secret ending where you just find, like, an assassin's, you know, like, uh, an animus <laughs> machine that you, like, jack into, and, you know, it would be cool that there's, like, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, overall, I enjoyed Far Cry 4. Um, I will probably have a review out 
you know, sometime this week, hopefully before the holidays. So, and uh, yeah, that's Far Cry 4 for me. So. Yeah, I've been, I'm playing a lot of the crew, which I'm going to skip talking about because my review is going to go up this week. Let's just say I'm not super crazy about it. It's it is yeah. not a it is not a, it, it it's it's a driving game where the driving isn't fun, which is a shame because a lot of the other like social hooks and this open worldness is is kind of neat, but it's also it's it's not the best looking open world, which I kind of right. like. Oh, you can drive through like there's no real difference between how Chicago, Miami look in this or St. Louis. Like you're in these cities and you're kind of like oh I recognize that landmark. But everything else just kind of look like very bland buildings. It's only when you're like in uh like the driving through the Grand Canyon, like that looks really cool. Or driving on you know any off roading is, is really neat in that game. But uh, yeah, keep an eye out for the crew. I, like I said, I'm not super excited about it, and I'm gonna skip talking about the crew because I can talk for I can talk about it for a while. And I would much <laughs> rather Ryan talk about Halo Five Guardians, man. Oh yeah, that new uh, Halo game that's coming out. That new, that new Halo game. Yeah, yeah. I, um, so Microsoft sent me a code for the uh, kind of their, their early beta. Uh, there's the the big beta that's going to happen if you have uh, Halo: The Master Chief Collection uh, on December 29th, where you can just kind of jump in. It's going to be like you know a bunch of modes, a bunch of maps, and basically the the Halo Five multiplayer you have full access to, which is going to be neat. So uh, the so this is for preview, you know, the preview version I have is uh, two maps, one that is the remake of Midship and a new map called Empire. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a Halo game, surprisingly. And, and I was kind of not expecting that from the footage we saw of it, you know, first when it was leaked and then the kind of official trailers of these. It looked very, it had this very Call of Duty Advanced Warfare vibe to it because your suits now have little boosters that thrust you mm-hmm. around back and forth. Right. So, so that took some getting used to, especially because uh, I was playing it as if like I always play a Halo game, and they added more traversal elements, meaning like if you're if you jump off something and you reach a ledge and hit A, you're it's the the move is called clambering. I didn't know that was the name of that motion, but mm-hmm. your your Spartan will reach up and pull himself up or or kind of hop over something. Uh, they that that's new, which is weird because like I said, the, me playing Halo for so long. I was like, oh, okay, like, just, so at first I said, I'm making a jump, like, well, I'm not going to make it, screw it, but then I'm like, oh, wait, I can boost over this gap and just land over it with no problem. So it's not, it's, you know, it's not as, uh, the, the, the advanced warfare version of kind of this thrusting around is, it, that's really the only way how you move around that map. You, you jump, you boost right. back, you, you boost forward, you boost back, you use it as kind of like a double jump. Like, that is your main source of mobility. Since, I guess, now Spartans have super suits, you you already have that kind of high jump. The boost really just kind of gives you a little extra oomph on your jumps. It's not really a a double jump per se. It's just like, you're in the air, like, oh, a little bit further. And, you know, and I found using it uh, for, like, ground combat, it's a lot like, you know, guy comes up to you, you know, you hit B and you boost left, and you just kind of shift over this way. Uh, Using that in a firefight has become pretty interesting because, like I said, and, and playing it against other people, you could tell they're not used to it either, that it's just like, oh, wait, we can do this. So, like, you could see, you could see when two people are literally just discovering the boost for the first time, where they just kind of, mm-hmm. like, they're, they're, they're overdoing it, where it's like, you clearly should, should have just shot this guy, but instead you decided to boost because it looked kind of cool. So I found a lot of, like, boosting away into a corner by accident or boosting into, like, behind another player, which, like I said, it's, it's a little bit weird, and, like, it takes some getting used to. Um, the thing that kind of kind of threw me for, through a loop was uh, kind of like the iron sight now. So Halo's always been, uh, you know, just always had cursors. If uh, you, you click the left stick to zoom whatever weapon or, or the right stick, uh, so, you know, you, your pistol, your sniper rifles. Now right. all, the, all the weapons now have these iron sights where if you hold the left trigger, it does kind of the oh, cold wow. 
but it'll bring up the gun and has its own little crosshair and stuff, which is brand new for the for the franchise. And it's like yeah, I said, that's, that's, that's a little jarring, and I almost never used it, uh, you know, unless I got like a sniper rifle or every once in a while with the pistol. Yeah. It, it was it was a little weird, and the weird thing about it is if you get shot, it takes you out of that uh, out of that camera angle. Oh, uh, okay, I see. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I found that a lot. Of, you know, I found that I wasn't using it all that all that much unless I picked up like the DMR or a lot of the long range weapons. And you know, it, it when you find a good spot, meaning that it Halo's not really a game where you can kind of camp all too often, but when you no. find like a good spot that gives you like good sight lines over the entire map. It is, it is, oh man, it is great. When you got that DMR rifle, you're looking at it in the first person, and you see a guy zipping past, you just, doom, 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 you in that cursor. Uh, really cool. And and the other one, the and I, uh, there's a video, there's a couple of videos of, uh, I did a joysticking with George where I play like an hour's worth of Halo, and I also posted up a couple of matches I did on my own with no commentary. And I got, you got me, I got to use the ground pound a couple of times, right? Which is literally the most unnecessary move in anything ever. And I, I can't stop using it. And it's basically, you know, as you're fighting, you kind of jump in the air and you hold down the right stick. And what happens is your Spartan will hover there for a second. A cursor will come on, kind of showing you where you where you're going to land. And then once it glows red, you click on it, and your Spartan boosts down, punches a floor, and it's a shockwave. And anyone who's within the shockwave, which I've yet to determine how big this radius is, because I've done it like right on top of people and murdered them. But then I've clearly missed the guy entirely, but still mm. killed him, even though he was like 10, 15 feet away from me. So he like felt the effects. Like some would kill him, some would take off their shields. And when you're there, you're kind of vulnerable because you're, I guess, your Spartan just. Doing, you know, pausing for dramatic effect, and I took right. a lot of good, a lot of great screenshots. So they're just doing, and they added a kill cam now. They added a, there's a spectator mode, so I got to spectate. It's it's really weird. You can spectate on people on your friends list, so you're not really joining the match. You're in the match as a spectator. So I was kind of like lurking uh, with uh, my friend Mike who writes for Tom's God. I was just in his match watching him play, and then I just started sending him messages like, I can see you. <laughs> Nice. Should have like, um, picked a battle rifle. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely sounds. I haven't really watched a whole lot of video yet, but I'm sure I'll probably check out like either your videos or some of the other mm-hmm. you know ones floating around. But like, does it still feel like Halo? Like, does it still um you know or does it like? Because I know like my thing was like I loved you know three ODST ODST mm-hmm. uh, Reach I was okay on and four wasn't my favorite just because I didn't like they moved more in that call, kind of Call of Duty direction like adding mm-hmm. loadouts and things like that so does it still retain that Halo like those Halo qualities or does it feel more like like it's trying to catch up with like Call of Duty and Titanfall and like more recent games um yes and no because they from what I've played so far they immediately got rid of loadouts entirely Mm-hmm. So it's just uh, assault rifle and pistol, which has always been the Halo way. Um, right. It looks like at some maps they're going to be uh, depending on like if it's a big map, everyone's gonna have either like a DMR or a battle rifle and a pistol. But uh, the fact that they got rid of loadouts and pretty much just gave you all of the possible abilities all at once, I think makes a lot of sense. Like you can sprint now, which was never you had it to that was an ability you had to get in one of your loadouts was sprinting. And the fact that they got rid of, the fact that they just made that for everyone. That that that's huge because you know in in Halo, which is different from like other shooters, is your survivability. They added that in Halo 4. I think everyone had the everyone. Everyone had sprint. sprint. uh, Am I thinking? uh, I'm thinking three with the loadout. (laughs) It was uh, sprint, right? It was reach. That there you go. Yeah, and then uh, four they get. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. So so like I said, it's different because in Halo you always had this like survivability that was like you had shields and you had some health. This one you've got shields and kind of like three ticks of health and. You find yourself lasting longer in usual in a gunfight where you have time to bail out and time to do more like bait and switches. Un, you know, unlike a Call of Duty where you could get killed in a headshot. Yeah. 
or like as soon as you hear the words, it's not that much. Tw- it's not that much Twitch focus. It's more like you 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 need to kind of be more aware of like the situation that you're in. Like a two versus one, you could still probably win that, but it might take a clever grenade. You know, might take clever grenade placement, or you know, mm. being able to pick off one guy and then hopefully they kind of cross. You know, they kind of get crossfire and making some space. Like, I, and that's what I kind of enjoyed about Halo because there was you kind of always felt like you had a chance. And you know, and they're kind of sticking to kind of the old Halo ways, where it's just like everywhere. This is what you start with. There are power weapons on the map. The game is still about controlling power weapons, sniper rifles, and swords. There are no more of these crazy uh, uh, loadouts like in Four, where you can just kind of call weapons from the sky, and it's like, hey, you can have a. Which kind of it was re- kind of unpredictable because it's like I kind of really need a shotgun. Oh, the sniper rifle's useless right here. I why can't I give me something else? So they, they kind of got rid I of think- that and more did the uh, just you know, respawning power weapons, which is really great because they make it a big deal when a power weapon respawns. Like, it comes up on your map and then has, like, a little 30-second timer on it and then the announcer goes, 10 seconds to power weapons! You're like, oh, man! So it becomes, like, a mad dash to just kind of wait for the sword to respawn or the sniper rifles, which basically right. people just wait around to just kill each other because it becomes, like, a very, like, <laughs> Hunger Games setup, which, yeah. which I, I, I really dug. Um... That sounds good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, because, like, I know, like, with 4, I didn't really enjoy, like, the loadouts and things like that. Like, uh, probably 4 is the one I played the least out of all the, the more recent Halo games. But, like, I, I like that, you know, this sounds good that they're going back to more to the kind of that classic Halo formula, where I felt like, you know, Halo wasn't so much about, like, what weapons or gear you had. It was just how you used it and, yeah. you know, how, how you strategized, you know, because it always, like, I feel like most Halo games came down to when you were with an opponent. You know, mm. you would just try and shoot each other or find it some way to, like, come in and melee them and do that. Mm. So it was, like, you know, like... It was very strategic, you know. Yeah, so and, like, and, yeah. and like I said, and, and what's going to happen is you, you are going to find that really big skill divide now, unlike the... Because I think what they were trying to do in Halo 4 was kind of make it to give... They added all these kind of random elements to almost give, like, people who are, are really shitty at Halo a chance to, to win. So it's like, yeah, you can call a weapon drop. Yes, I got a rocket launcher. I really needed this right now. When, you know, if you're if you're the superior player and you're doing well, you're just kind of like, wait, why, would he, why should he get a rocket launcher and not me? Like, he, he didn't earn it. Yeah. So this one's more of that. So I find it. So it is going to look like like if you if you're coming into Halo Five, excuse me, like fairly late in the game, you're just kind of going to be outmatched every time. Where that that is a game where you you learn by just getting your ass kicked over and over and over again. And the progression yeah. system, they kind of have that Call of Duty s progression system, but it's more for equipment and more cosmetic things, which I always I always thought was fine. Like I don't I don't need 15 different shotguns or 15 different battle rifles, but I you know it'd be cool to get like weapons. You know they didn't like in four like. Cool little different weapon skins for dumb reason. Like all you know, right now all we have access to is just, hey, you got a new fancy looking helmet or a new arm stuff. Like that's kind of neat, and, and that's all I ever wanted. Hell, I just want to make a cool looking Spartan. Get me some some classic maps in there, and and I'm good to go. But I think the kind of natural progression for the Traverso is kind of where, kind of where where Halo needed to end up, just to kind of just kind of compete with more of the modern shooters right now, because more the modern shooters right now is all about verticality and just moving around that map as fast as yeah. possible and jumping over this and jumping over that. Like I said, like me and Joel joked about it like when we, we, we were playing Titanfall a lot at launch and then me and him were both playing a lot of Battlefield. So every time you went to Battlefield and you're running around, it's like, oh man, let me get out of here. Can we climb out? The- oh, wait, I can't climb anything. I'm trapped here. I'm going to die. And, and, and that's weird because once you have that, like that's a lot of freedom. Being able to like run along a wall or jump through a window or double jump or like Climb onto something and boost up. Like that's really that's really cool, and that's kind of and that's where I want to see shooters go. Like I don't yeah. need the triple prestige. I don't need a, a this many scopes on my gun or a little heart. I don't like that's Halo's never been that game. 
So, like, 4 was trying to make that attempt where it's like, well, Call of Duty's popular, let's try that. And that's just that's not what Call of Duty... That's not, that's not what Halo's for. Halo is Halo's yeah. always been... Weapon, you know, everyone's got the same weapons. The better player will always win. Yeah. And if you're a bad player, then you just have to get better eventually. Which, like I said, I, I kind of forgot because as soon as I started playing that beta, it was out super early, but I didn't. It took me all day to download it. So when I did, it was kind of like already late at night, and people were already kind of stomping me. I told you, I'm very kind of like inconsistent as far as my performance in Halo, and you will see that in those videos I posted up. Some I did really well, like, you know, very positive kill-death ratios, like, you know, like a 2-1 to one or something. Like, that's great. Other matches, like, I, I, went, I did a match with 25 kills, 10 deaths. I felt really proud of myself. And then the next match with the same people, I went 3-17, and 17, and I was like, man, I am the worst person ever. I want to give up video games. I want to go. I want to cry. And, and I'm like, that's Halo. And I'm just imagining that game's going to be a lot more fun when you start playing with friends and doing your parties, and then they, you know, they brought back the matchmaking with the ranking system, so I can't wait to see, like, what kind of different playlists. Like, right now it's just Slayer, so it's just Deathmatch, uh, Team Deathmatch. I do want to see what their plans for Flag CTF, King of the Hill, uh, One Bomb, Two Bomb, Neutral Bomb. I, I love all those crazy modes Halo had. Like, you know, Infection is going to be pretty amazing, and just, and graphically I think it looks okay. I, I saw some, like, some muddy textures there, but like I said, it's a beta for a game that's not coming out for, like, another year, so... I'm gonna. I, I can give a beta a pass if you know. Not so much if this was like the, you know the the games coming out next month. This is what it looks like so far. I'm like, oh, I mean, you look good, but you should probably look a little bit better. But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, Halo Five. I'm I'm digging it, and um, I'm I'm gonna be in the beta all month long. So and there's gonna be slowly adding modes and and other goodies in there. So I'll make sure to like kind of uh, document my journey as becoming the greatest Spartan in history. Right. Then that's that's just how I roll, Ryan. Uh, but yeah, that's that that's Halo. Uh, let's get into some news stuff real quick, because like I said, I want to go back to play more Halo. Uh, Ryan, how how big of a Batman fan are you? Of a Batman fan? Yeah. Um, I would say I like Batman a good amount. I mean, okay. maybe not as much as you, but a good amount. Yeah. How much would you pay? For a Triforce Batman Arkham Origins scale size cow replica statue, um, I'm, I'm well aware that everything I said just made no sense. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, right, I, yeah, look, how much? How much would you pay? Let me get that price out of there. Oh, cow! I think you said, ah, I think ah. you said cow for a second, and I was like, Whoa. no, no, there's no bat cow. <laughs> it's not a Grant Morrison run of Batman. There's pretty, no bat cow. That is pretty awesome, I will admit. So. That is that is scale, Ryan. It even lights up. You like that? It's gonna light up. I might actually. Oh no, I actually want orders. Eight hundred and fifty dollars. Not bad. I'd I'd do it maybe if I had like you know um, infinite money. Yeah, like I said, that that is what <laughs> credit cards are for. Yeah, of course. Um, I like the fact that it's on a bust of Bruce Wayne and like I don't. Know, it actually, looks kind of like. Out of all these dumb video game props that are out there, I actually thought this actually looked kind of cool. And, like, I wouldn't be super ashamed of if I had it in my house. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not have, like, a Gears of War Lancer or anything. That, you know, as much as I think those are cool, I'm not knocking them because, fuck, I, I love Gears. But there's no... I don't have, like, a case for it. Like, this I can just put on a desk. And then maybe I can pull his head back and I can hit the button and open the bat poles down to the bat cave. But uh, I, I want that. It looks really neat. Yeah. And I was kind of wondering if you can... Rem- uh, uh, it doesn't look like it's not removable because I would love to just... Take it off Bruce Wayne's head and just slowly slide it over mine and just and just do my greatest Christian Bale impersonation. <laughs> Sorry, wait, can, 
Wait, sorry, I couldn't hear you because you sounded like you were grumble, like swallowing gravel. Could you? Could you say that again? Shut up. Fine, whatever. <laughs> Go play Smash Bros. Oh, by the way, I have a bone to pick with you, Mr. Ryan. Oh, nearly forgotten. I, I said we're gonna talk about say, this, and then I forgot was, about it. That was a good segue into the the next segment. So. So, I you know as you may know, I I recently came into owning a Wii U. I am now a Nintendo Wii U owner. Congratulations. So I, I have all three next-gen, in quotes, consoles. Uh, and I was actually really well, excited. Well, the Wii, the Wii right now has all the games I want to play. You don't have all of them. You don't have the Ouya, which also you know can't inclu- is included in there. So. <laughs> oh, man, where else would I play Tower, uh, Towerfall? Oh, wait, the PS4. Oh, wait, PS4 or PC. Or PC so. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, you know, so figure the first game I play would be Smash Brothers, because I have it there, and it, you know, it's that bundle that came with like a million games, so I was like, you know, let me try this out. You know, lo and behold, after I patch it for like three hours, the game works, I plug it in, I got my big massive game pad, and I load up a match of Smash Brothers. No idea what's going on, I'm like, alright, let me just pick four random assholes. I pick, uh, who did I pick? I pick Link. Uh, the, the good looking Link, not the tune Link. But uh, I pick Link, I'm like, alright, sure, I can see what I can do. Uh, four, you know, three other random assholes in there, realize as soon as I started playing Smash Brothers, I have no idea how to play Smash Brothers. <laughs> so, so to me, it looks like I can move my character with the left stick, which seems accurate. Mm-hmm. seems that I can fight and do stuff with the face buttons. Yes. And then with the right stick, I can still attack people. You can, but you don't need to use the right stick necessarily. What is the right stick for? Is that just if I hit up, it's essentially my X button and my down... Um. The the is it the just right like a extra button technically? The uh, well, usually it's used as a C stick, which you use for smash attacks, um, specifically. So that's like the C stick is used for like quick smash attacks. So you could do either way. And a smash attack is what knocks people out of the thing. Smash attacks are your more powerful attacks. That yes, that do that you tend to use more for smashing people out of the stage. Okay, what do the triggers do? <laughs> um, what are you playing on the gamepad or? Yeah, I'm playing on the gamepad. I, I wouldn't really know exactly because I haven't really... I haven't played on the, the gamepad. I've been playing with either the GameCube controller... Like, I've been playing mostly with the GameCube controllers or the, the 3DS, so okay. I don't so, really... So, but, um, so, usually, so my usually, first problem is I need a gamepad, is what you're saying. I need like a GameCube <laughs> gamepad in order to play. No, I mean, it's just I, I haven't really played on the gamepad, so I don't know how the controls are different. Uh, but usually uh, one trigger will be for your shield, uh, so that way you can put up your shield uh, and block attacks. Okay. Uh, and then if you use the shield plus uh, either left or right, like rolling left or right, that lets you do a roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other trigger will probably be your throw. So you could uh, grab people and then you could throw them into different directions. I had no idea I could do any of that. And I was like, <laughs> I should I should learn how to play. But after I literally got decimated into my first match against like... I was going to say, if you're, if you're a uh, Smash Brothers noob, then you know I can train you, young Padawan. I can... Would you, we, we, I would we, say you can... We'll do a special joystick in where George or Ryan teaches me how to play. Uh, yes, we will do. I will. We will t- it'll just be two. It'll be four hours of me teaching <laughs> the, of Smash Brothers and training you in a train epic training montage of Smash Brothers. So. You're just smacking the gamepad out of my hand every time I make a mistake. Goes, no, you <laughs> smash wrong. <laughs> now it'll just be me slapping you just for for making mistakes. But yeah. But anyway, you can feel it. Little Mac can feel it. Do yeah. better. Uh, yeah, so I'm not super crazy about uh, Smash Bros. What I am crazy about is Zombie U, that Ubisoft great zombie game, which <laughs> so, is so dumb. Welcome. I love it. <laughs> so welcome to uh, 2012. Uh, welcome back. It's been a while. So. 
But yeah, I love that the I love the permadeath aspect of it, where you can go out, you die, and then you basically become another survivor, and then you have to go get the stuff from your corpse, who just became a zombie. So you have to like fight yourself, which is like super meta. And I was like, well, this is this is intense. But yeah, I I love that whole setup of that game, which is pretty amazing. Uh, but I'm I'm uh, this week I'm gonna try out uh, the Donkey Kong game. Not a big huge Donkey Kong guy, and uh, maybe some Super Mario World because that seems that seems fun. But uh, but yeah, Wii U. Like I'm I'm playing more Wii U than anything. Go 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 fucking figure. Uh, yeah. All right, Ryan. Yes. Final Fantasy XIV is a game. It is a game. Yes, last I remember. It is an MMORPG. And normally, people who play online, according to Giuseppe's article, you know, we, there's, there's that stigma that MMO players are uh, detached and alienated from the real world. Yet. There was a real-world event, Ryan. There was a player who recently uh, recently passed away, and they put together a... Uh, they did a memorial service in-game, which I actually thought was really neat. And uh, I've, I'm not doing it justice because I'm just skimming through the article, but I, I, read, I read a bit and thought, like, that's actually really cool. They actually set up a cool little shrine and gave him kind of an immortal rank of immortal siren, and I was like, that's really cool. And... Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, this guy died of kidney failure, and they just kind of it's, it's basically coming from Reddit, but people got together and just kind of like almost doing like a vigil that, and you know that one of those rare cases where I like seeing in communities come together and really just kind of like I don't know, just paying respects or just like for once not being absolute monsters to each other. Yeah, and, and it's like you know what we're you know these people are all there for a common interest. They're all playing Final Fantasy XIV because they love it, and it's like you know what let's. You should embrace people who are into your hobby, and you should support them. And like, I, I thought that was actually kind of neat. And yeah. But uh, yeah, that that's, that seemed really cool. That that kind of thing's always kind of like it warms my 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 freezing cold heart, and I think that's actually kind of neat. So. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is like you said, it is a good just kind of show of community, especially in in something like an MMO where mm-hmm. you know it is like so heavily focused on like people interacting, and you know it is it is a good change of pace to see like people like you know, and, and it's not just MMOs. Like I remember, I think with Borderlands Two, I think Gearbox did something similar to that, where there was a player that uh, a big Borderlands fan that was that passed away, and so they honored him by making him an NPC in the game, mm-hmm. uh, and even World of Warcraft earlier this year with Robin Williams when they made the uh, the NPCs based on some of the characters. Oh, like, yeah, that genie guy. Like, that was actually yeah, really cool. And then, yeah, yeah so. and I think Total, Total War did that. They took a guy who was dying of cancer and put his face on one of the spa, like one of the uh, Roman troops in one of the cutscenes, and I'm like, that that's yeah. really cool. Like, is, I, think, yeah. like, I think gamers get so much crap of being like just absolute terrors that it's like, no, they, they, they are capable of like just selfless... Em- just a self, yeah. yeah, empathy and just like a selfless act of kindness, which is always kind of cool. Yeah. So good good job, Final Fantasy Fourteen community. I'm I'm proud of you. Well good done. job. Good job, video game players. So. Good job, video game players. You you are human beings after all. I, I never doubted you for a second. Yeah. Uh, oh, Ryan, the most important news, I'm just gonna skip that entirely, that, that really nice moment and just trample it with uh Vivo, Pandora, and Telemundo are coming to Xbox One. Finally. <laughs> after all this time. And and also Bravo Now, which would make my girlfriend happy. Yeah, and now you can now all those uh, telenovelas that you've been missing out on that you've always you know just needed to catch up on now you can make that dream happen. Right. Temporado is a great show. All right. <laughs> I I was a Dos Mujeres in 
in Un Camino fan. That that was always good. That's that's all we yeah. that's all we watch in my house. But I remember I remember I like when I was going through Port Authority one time for like a couple weeks. They had all these like advertisements and banners and stuff like that for all these like tele- <laughs> Telemundo shows, and I'm like, well, I've never heard of any of these, but you know, wildly popular. <laughs> wildly popular. Yes. Uh, okay. Final bit of news. Unless there's anything I'm missing, any anything breaking on your end, Ryan? It's Sunday night. I know it's a heavy news cycle going on right now. What any anything happening in the news in your end? Um. Well, I mean, you know, they announced the PS5 and you know all that stuff. So nothing. No, I'm just. It's in the cloud. Nothing. Yeah, it's in the cloud. Uh, not that I know of. No. So we can move on. If you can will it, it just it it just, just materializes. If you if you build it, it will come. <laughs> Uh, Ryan, there's going to be a remastered edition of Halo 3 ODST. Yes! This was yes, the game actually, we wanted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah did they announce... Uh, was this an, I, I actually I only just heard of this because they said that they were giving this for free to the players of the yes. Master Chief Collection. So is that yes. the only reason why they're doing it, or were they doing this it in general? Like, it sounds like they were already working on this. But, it sounds like they're working on this, but like I said, uh, 3-4-C uh, Industries, uh, Bonnie Ross, the head of 343, issued kind of a, a formal apology. Ex- you know, it was actually kind of like a heartfelt apology, which like you can kind of yeah. see that like these problems just sort of sh- they just showed sort of shored up out of nowhere, and like <laughs> which is which is weird, and just like given the state of games this last kind of couple of months. That it was just poor timing and like poor, poor three four three. Who you know, like they did like a fine job with Halo Four. It showed people that like, listen, we the, the franchise is fine. We won't fuck it up. Look, we did it. It's cool. All right, Halo Halo will be fine. And then they released this Master Chief Collection, which was kind of like we're not, you know, we're just putting this together. Just this will probably make the fans happy, and because we'll be working on Halo Five while this is going on, and just to have that be just abject failure as far as the game not working. Yeah. Like it's supposed to, at least the online portion, the single player works just fine, and that's super fun. But a lot of people like to play Halo because of the multiplayer, and the fact that yeah. that wasn't working. People are still reporting problems now, and we're almost two months like into it, in, in into its release. Uh, so they're so they decided to give fans. So if you played if you if you played Halo uh, Master Chief Collection between a certain time, you'll be getting a remastered version of Halo Three ODST campaign. Meaning the single player, because that game, the only multiplayer that game had was the firefight mode. So they hadn't, they didn't say anything about firefight just yet, which I actually kind of liked. That was that that wave bait, that horde mode where like the, the, the aliens would swoop in and drop guys, and you have to like fend them off for as long as you can. Uh, they didn't say anything about that. Uh, I hope they release that game, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, it's going to be upgraded to 1080, 1080p, uh, 60 frames per second. You know, same kind of. Uh, pretty much what they did with Halo 3 and 4 of the right. uh, re- of the Halo th- Master Chief Collection. And I mean, I'm just happy because I loved ODST, so yeah, I'm happy I, that's I, getting like, that treatment. To me, that had maybe the best story. It was just a very small, self-contained story that just made a lot of sense. It wasn't like world-ending stakes. It was just like, I need to get my squad out of this city that's going to blow up. And to me, that 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 was totally fine. I love the way the game was broken down because it was kind of like a semi-open world, and then you've got like an art, you know, a memento, and then you flash back into that guy's memento. So it's like you know, the first thing is that you see a helmet smashed in through a glass. So it's like, well, who does this helmet belong to? And it goes to that like squad member, which is really neat. Uh, but they're also giving people a month of Xbox Live Gold, uh, a, an exclusive in-game nameplate, an exclusive in-game avatar for uh, Halo Three. Uh, when you're sliding through everything, you can pick an avatar for yourself, and there's a cool little nameplate you can put for your name. Uh, and they're also giving out Relic, the uh, Halo Two remake. Uh, the map relic being remade uh, the same way it got uh, 
same way Lock I got remade or Blood Gulch is kind of like a cool. It's not just okay, we're making it, you know, we're making it 1080p and 60 frames. It's like no, we've actually redid this map from scratch. We're doing that with Frolic, which should be cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean. The satisfaction and joy of our fans is absolutely critical to everyone at 343 Industries, and we regret the issues and the frustration you have endured. We are truly sorry, and thank you for your continued patient support for the Halo franchise. So, like I said, and, and they meant, you know, want to say we're grateful for our fans who stood by us and appreciate all the patience you have as we work through these issues as a token of our appreciation, and a thanks for fans for the committed support. We'll be offering the following items for free. And I'm like, you know what? I appreciate them just kind of owning up to the problem. Uh, right. I think Drive Club could learn something from these people like look we get it the game it's some, there's some issues with the game but you really need to like jump on you, you need to really jump on that grenade when that happens yeah. and I think 343 they did it you know they, they took their lumps and they said we're going to make this better we're going to give you updates every week every day if we have to draft yeah. club was just kind of like oh some people say this game doesn't that's weird oh it must be that it must be that PS4 update that, that yeah 2.0 that broke it see not us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even even I mean, Ubisoft's done that too with with Unity and you know to a lesser extent Far Cry and I guess there are other games that have had issues where you know they offered free DLC, they offered a free game, you know right. they've been on top of you know doing updates even as buggy messes as some of those games have been. You know, at least it's a good show of faith that like you know they're they're not completely just screwing people over by you know that even though these issues shouldn't have probably you know come when the games launched that at least they're they're trying to fix it and make it up to fans so cuz that's what that's the most important thing i think is that keeping good faith with fans you know cuz yeah. these are the people that are buying the game day 1 you know pre-ordering all that stuff yeah, and you know, the and these are the same people that are gonna, you know, they're they're probably interested in Halo Five, and you want to kind of make a good, you you want people going into Halo Five like, yeah, I can't wait for Halo Five. Not people are like, got Halo Five, I hope it works. Like you you want to kind yeah. of eliminate that entirely, because like I, when we were talking about it, you know, we talked about this a few times where it's like, you 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 go, you buy a game, you spend sixty dollars, you come home, you want your one worry to be, I hope this game is good, not. Man, I hope this game works all the time, and not just some of the time. Or should I wait a week and try it again? Like, <laughs> well, that's, this that's year, what you don't want. This year, I feel like it's been the year that like console gamers got a taste of uh, PC gamer worries, where they're like, you know, <laughs> they get a game and they're just like, well, I hope this is actually gonna work on my system. So, ah, uh, that's that. Yeah, you poor PC guys. It's slowly <laughs> coming around. I'm I'm gonna upgrade my PC soon and make that like my primary my primary gaming console, and I. And I, I'm going to be really frustrated when those issues happen again, where it's like, oh, you didn't update your driver. You should update your driver because now it doesn't work because your guy has no head now. Oh, wait, you're NVIDIA? Well, NVIDIA works fine. You should have got an AMD graphics card because we have a marketing code publishing deal with him. And it's like, oh, my God, what's going on here? Why can't you put this on console? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's all the news we got. Uh, GTA Online is doing like a special Christmas Update so you can get like oh, and, ski hats and gingerbread faces and, uh, uh, and you can yeah, throw snowballs at people and heists. They show the trailer for the uh, the long, long oh, anticipated yes, heist. Yes, yeah. yes, heists. They're finally, they're, after, finally. After, after more than a year uh, since they promised it. You know, it's finally uh, finally happening. So. Yeah, I, uh, that trailer is really impressive, and they were yeah. showing you pretty much what a what a heist will consist of. They released some details. Uh, uh, the person who puts together the heist, it's like a, it's a four-player mission, so the, there's one person who's like the heist leader, and you have to have a penthouse, you have to have a bunch of money to invest up front into equipment for the heist, and then once you set up, you kind of have the same setup as the single player, where here's this big planning board, and you see multiple plat paths that you can go, and you kind of give people assignments. So it's like, hey, for this job, we're going to need uh, two, 
two garbage trucks. So so-and-so, you're going to be in charge of that. So-and-so, you're in charge of getting weapons. So-and-so, you're in charge of getting masks or something. And then it, it all comes together for this kind of really big, multi-part kind of mission, which, like I said, if you play the single player and done any of the heists for Grand Theft Auto V, they want to do more of that. And, you know, and reading the interview, the issue was, and it sounded like they worked, they had something at launch, and it maybe just wasn't fun. And they just kind of, it seems like they went back to the drawing board a lot of times, because the, the guy brought up a good point, the, the, the Rockstar developer, I can't remember his name right now, brought up a good point where it's like, yeah, you know, one of the roles in one of these heists would be like, hey, someone could probably be a wheelman. In the single player, if someone was a wheelman, you just didn't play as him. You just switched to him when it was his turn to drive. But it's like, that's not going to be the case because this is going to be an actual person. Do we have them just sitting still for 20 minutes? And so the other guy, like, does he not participate or does he take over? So I think those are the kind of challenges that came with just to make sure everyone's having fun. Like, people are going to be able to hack, so is their whole game going to be just mini-games on a computer at a certain time? I mean, it, it, those are unique problems we've never seen before for a game of kind of, for at least of something of that scope. And, like, a super ambitious progress. Of course, I wish this was, like, out a lot sooner because, man, that would have been that would have been great, and I think that really would have helped out. It would have gave the GTA Online some direction as far as, like, why am I doing all this shit? So, and, you know, I, I, I stayed around long enough thinking, oh heist, will come, oh, heist will be coming soon. Let me make sure I got tons and tons of cash. And I did get tons and tons of cash. I bought my penthouse. I got a million cars. And I'm like, now I have nothing to do. So it's yeah. good to uh, it's good to be able to go back and you know take my cool guy and his cool owl mask and you know rob some banks or break people out of jail like that's gonna be really neat. Uh, but yeah, if there's special holiday uh, packs that are out there, new cars, uh, scarves, sweaters, just really goofy nonsense, which is great. I mean, I'm playing the online a lot with my brother, and we're just we're having a good time with it. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, good on you. It's very festive. Yep. And uh, I think that's it for news. Ryan, what, what are you playing? What's uh, what's going to occupy your time now until Christmas? Well, on the site end, end of, yeah, on the site end of things, uh, I finished Far Cry 4, so uh, hopefully I will work as quickly as I can to get a review out for that, um, You know, so you'll see that out there. Uh, for the site, I'm also reviewing uh, NES Ultimate Remix on 3DS. Nice. Um, yeah, which is a fun little game so far that I'm enjoying. Uh I guess basically my pitch for it is that it's it's sort of like um sort of like WarioWare, but it mm-hmm. uh you know but it incorporates all the classic NES titles. So you've got Super Mario Brothers, you've got Punch Out, Donkey Kong, uh, Doctor Mario, basically you know Kirby, Kid Icarus, like all the classic kind of Metroid, you know all that kind of stuff, all the classic NES titles you can remember, um you know and then it just throws them into these very quick little uh like short some, like, 30 seconds to a minute long, like, little short mini-games. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll be different challenges, like, okay, complete the first level of Mario in under 30 seconds, or, you know, it'll be, like, uh, some of the, the remix stages that you can unlock throw in all these weird twists. So, like, there was one where I played a stage from Kirby, but it had the booze from Mario, so I had to try and fight the, the boss, but also avoid getting killed by the booze, so I had to, like, switch. <laughs> to so I had to look at the booze so they wouldn't keep, like, you know, moving up and, and try and hit me, but I also had to take the boss on at the same time, so it throws in these interesting little twists. That's, that's pretty fun. Um, you know, so it's a good... Especially because I've been playing on my commute, so it's been a perfect game for that, just because I can go in, play a couple stages, and do that. Um, so that's it for... Oh, and then uh, the other thing was I got a uh, preview build of Dying Light, which is the new uh, game coming from Techland, who de- uh, yeah. developed, the, they developed the original Dead Island. Um, so... Uh, after downloading it and uh, getting it to work on my PC, which I was very happy to because I was afraid that it would totally <laughs> not run on my computer at all, but it actually works really nicely. Uh, it looks amazing. Um, you know, even even though I'm running it on like the lower end, so I'm doing more like medium to low settings on it, it right. still looks fantastic. It looks great. 
Um, so I'm going to be doing that, and I'll have a hands-on preview for that. Uh, probably, maybe, like, I'm going to try and play it over the holidays, then my break, and uh, get a preview out. Uh, and then just for fun stuff, uh, now that I've got Far Cry, now that I've got Far Cry off my plate, which was taking up a lot of my time, I'm <laughs> to go into. Uh, I've been playing Infamous Second Son on PS4. That's been like my first. I just got my PS4, so that's like my first game I'm really diving into. Um, How are you liking it so far? So far, so good. I feel like you know, it, it's really fun. I I don't know if there's anything yet that's really like wowed me. Um, mm. but there's some really cool stuff. Like I actually just got to the parts where you kind of where you meet Fetch. Um, yes. And you start getting your neon powers and all that, which is really great. Um, and that's that's been pretty cool. Uh, I also played a little P, a little bit of PT, uh, <laughs> but also oh, was highly recommend that I say you very, get PT. Very terrifying. So those have been my PS4 games. I also just got a couple of new PS4 games. I got Destiny and uh, Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes. Sweet. So I'll get to those over my break. And then the last one is uh, I'm actually probably going to play a little bit tonight some uh, more Alien Isolation because I want to try and finish that before the end of the year. So uh, that's it. Yeah, I've, I've got a ton of stuff to play. I think for review, right now I'm wrapping up the crew. Uh, I've got Loadout, that free-to-play shooter on the uh, PS4, which uh, I'm kind of digging so far. I mean, it's... I, I, the thing is, I don't think it's more than what it is, meaning, like, once you play it for, like, 20 minutes, you're like, no, that's that's the game. So we're, that's all we got. So, I you know, I, I can't wait to kind of dive a little bit deeper into that because that actually looks kind of fun because, you know what, like, I don't think there's I don't think there are that many games to play on the PS4 that are kind of, like... You know, and I think I'm not talking in terms of like exclusivity, where it's like, hey, you know what? It's good to have like kind of free-to-play distractions like Warframe and like DC Universe. Uh, so yeah, Loadout actually looks kind of neat. So I'm kind of getting more into that. Uh, like I said, I got more Wii U stuff to play, so I'm gonna play a little bit more into uh, Zombie U. I think I'm gonna do another couple of people like lives there, and then maybe put that aside for 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 now. But uh, I got Murder. So I, I I picked up some games the other day when I was doing some Christmas shopping, and I picked up Murdered Soul Suspect. Oh and yeah, yeah. I am really looking forward to playing that game because I'm just I remember looking at it like I was not like super excited when it came out, and then looking at it at, at like twenty something dollars, I got excited to play it, and I was like, okay, yeah. you know, for twenty dollars, like I can take the risk here. Yeah, and it it is it, it is good. You're a ghost cop, so I'm like, all right, I'll just do some ghost cop stuff. So that's gonna be that's gonna be neat. So I'm gonna play that during the break. Uh, also playing the uh, that Star Wars uh, the Old Republic expansion pack. So I brought back my Imperial agent. Siphon Nine, that's his code name, you know. Just mm-hmm. does what he can. So I'm gonna go stop. I'm gonna go stop Revan because apparently he's a jerk in this game. So I'm like, I'm gonna kick his ass. So that's gonna happen. And yeah, there's just ton. I still have a lot to play, and I'm glad this break is coming up, or at least we're. I got a few days off from work, which will be kind of neat. And they just kind of veg out and play video games, which is really what Christmas is for when you think about it. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I think that's everything. I kind of I'm looking forward to just kind of and it's a lot of time. This may be the best time of year. Like all my friends who own systems and play games, they kind of like can play video games with me. So with some, I have some people over and we'll play some like four player split screen Halo or something. It's assuming Master Chief Collection works by Christmas. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that, to me, that Christmas has always been a good time to play games with people. So that should be interesting and fun. Especially uh, Smash Brothers, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> No, I don't want to play Smash Brothers at all. But uh, Ryan, what, what, before I go, what was your what was the best thing you got for a Christmas gift as a kid, video game wise? Um, probably actually <laughs> bringing it back around to Smash Brothers. Uh, probably the best thing was uh when I was uh probably nine or ten. I think I was like ten. Uh, I got my N64 with a copy of Super Smash Brothers, and that whole day I proceeded to do nothing else but play Smash Brothers for that entire day. It was great. 
Um, yeah, that was probably... I mean, that's like a cliche. I, I, I hate to be a cliche <laughs> and be the N64 kid, you know, just opening uh, up the N64. <laughs> like, I think that's definitely one of my best ones. Because the only, the only consoles I've really gotten as a Christmas gift were the N64, uh, PlayStation 2, mm. and then... Any other one I've either like gotten with Christmas, like my 360, I bought with Christmas money, so I didn't really get it as a gift, right. but I got it, you know, for myself. So um, yeah. Yeah, I was at that. Yeah, there was a, there was a certain age. Where I was like, you know what? Don't bother trying to figure out what my tastes are. Just give me cash, and I'll buy it myself. Yeah, but, I, yeah. But I've always been, uh, yeah. I think Christmas, like you know, my Sega Genesis was a Christmas gift as a kid. I think for doing really well in my first grade when I got my like my report card at that time of year, they got yeah. me a Sega Genesis with Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Next was maybe the 32X I got for Christmas, which in hindsight probably wasn't a great gift. I should have really, should have just really told me to get a Super NES. But hey, you live and learn. Yeah. Uh, a, a Sega Saturn was also a Christmas gift. A lot, <laughs> of, a lot of Sega that I'm. Noticing. A lot of Sega, like you know, after the Genesis, everything was just defunct Sega systems. That were, and but those are stuff I really wanted as a kid. Or I also remember one more recent one was when uh, I remember getting Tomb Raider 2. As a kid, because for Christmas, because that was like that game was just sold out. And that game was yeah. just impossible to get around the holidays, and my parents like my parents like superheroed their way into getting a copy. Like I don't know what they had to do, I don't know who they had to hurt or pay off, but I was I remember shopping with my parents looking for it, and like well we're sold out everywhere, and I'm like man this sucks, and just being really bummed out Christmas. Christmas, because we open our gifts at midnight, so midnight, I'm like, I'm there, my brothers are opening their gifts, I'm like, oh, okay, cute, you got your toys, whatever, I really want, like, I know, I know I'm not getting what I want, so I'm like, whatever, and then I come back, and there's a gift on my bed, and I open it, and it's fucking Tomb Raider, and my parents are like, yeah, we got it, like, a week ago, like, we just drove you around getting you sold out to get your hopes up, and then really punch you in the face with <laughs> surprise, and I'm like, you guys, you they, monsters! They pulled the Red Rider BB gun on you, and just, yeah. you know, like... <laughs> Like those, those, those absolute worst. But, uh, but yeah, that, I think that's it. But uh, uh, before we go, if you guys are still, if you still need to shop for a holiday gift, I recommend going to the Dual Shockers T Public Store and picking up uh, <laughs> Iron Man ironing a shirt, or uh, you know, a Mario periodic table, some Borderlands T-shirts, uh, the uh, uh, Mario dressed up like Rocket Raccoon. That's actually kind of neat. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the, the keep calm and finish him. Badass robot, Mega Man, some some Star Warsy stuff. You know, Mario playing the harmonica, which is actually a cart. That's actually kind of cool. I like that one. That one's cool. Yeah. He's blowing through the cartridges. Like that's actually kind of neat. But uh, yeah, yeah. If you if if you need a last minute bur- bur- uh, Christmas, you know, and a birthday gift. Some people have birthday around Christmas. I mean, it is Jesus's birthday, so if you want to get Jesus a gift, he might actually want a cool Throne of Games T-shirt. So uh, yeah, go to our uh, T Public store through DualSockers.com and, and get a cool shirt for, for, for a loved one. Even if some of you don't like, maybe get them a shirt and maybe they might like you for getting them a present and be like, oh my god, we're so misunderstood, we should be friends forever. And that is how you make long-lasting relationships with people, is you of give course. them stuff. Yeah. Alright, and that was it. This was Shotcast. Hope you guys have a fantastic holiday. Ryan, enjoy your holiday, enjoy your time off. You will show me how to play Smash Brothers at some point in my life, so we, we yes. will do that, we will make it, we will, we will videotape it. It'll be it'll be magical. Uh, thanks for thanks for joining me, Ryan. You're welcome. And uh, don't worry, your your journey to smash uh, smashdom will be long and arduous, but it'll be rewarding as well. I especially I, from especially from me. I, I find <laughs> I mean, it really except, except, except when I play as the villager and just own your ass, because you know. <laughs> that, that, that actually sounds. I, I rather chew glass. Uh, and, and the rest of you have have a fantastic holiday. We'll be back before the end of the year to to get people on and talk about our favorite games of the year and our favorite. 
the will you know we'll reflect on uh, the year in gaming of 2014 and 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 look forward to the future and stuff to look forward to. I'm sure it looks bright and magical and and and, and perfect. And, and I hope you guys have a, a fan, again have a fantastic holiday. Spend it playing video games with the people you love. But most importantly, spend it playing video games and looking at DualShockers.com and reading our interesting articles and looking at an episode of Joysticking with George or just some of the random videos I throw up about the Halo 5 beta. You know, anything like that would be great. So you guys take care. Uh, uh, Feliz Navidad. Uh, happy Hanukkah. Do do you do all that? Uh, take care. We love you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Happy Hanukkah, Ryan. <laughs>